Today's episode is sponsored by Fits for Kings and Queens. If you're looking to dress like a king or a queen should, then visit the link in our show notes at Fits for Kings and Queens. Y'all heard the introduction song by none other than Toby Nwigwi. Uh, The title of that song is called Shine. That's the live version. Uh, For those that have been tuning in, you've uh, definitely heard uh, the introduction track uh, that is uh, called for all of us to take a, a stand and shine like the bright diamond jewels that we have been created by uh, our father Elohim to be, uh, whether you are a diamond, uh, a, a topaz, whether you are onyx, whatever uh, jewel that you are, you need to be shining in whatever environment that you are placed in. And so uh, with no other further ado, this is episode 44 of the Run the Jewels vidcast podcast series. I'm your host, Julian Smartrimple, uh, King Jewels, uh, here uh, for another very special edition. This is a weekend edition. I think it's the first time that we've done our, our Friday uh, interview, uh, but he's a busy man. He's flying all over the world, uh, definitely is a businessman. Uh, he, he, he doesn't have time to be playing around, so this is a very special edition that we were able to lock him in. Uh, this is episode 44, titled Branding the Best You. Uh, I'm with my special guest, Gennaro Derio, uh, who is going to be dropping some heavy heat, uh, some heavy wisdom uh, when it comes to branding uh, the best you and the best version of you. And so uh, without further ado, uh, Gennaro, can you introduce yourself to those that will be tuning in, my brother? Julian, first of all, thank you very much for having me as a guest and taking the time to restructure your format. Um, but my name is Gennaro Dadio, and I'm an image consultant for men. For men. Our brand is Estilo, and we serve as a resource for men that are looking to enhance their wham, or what we say, wellness, attitude, appearance, and manners. And we've been in business since 2008. So I'm glad to be here to talk to you about branding, about, like you said, the best version of you and how all of these things kind of play into the world around you. Absolutely. So you heard from uh, Brother Gennaro. Uh, of course, he works He works with men and young kings like myself, but I'm sure for ladies, especially if you have uh, some some men or some husbands that may need some, some branding advice, uh, you definitely want to share and tune in and also uh, ask any questions that you have for Brother Gennaro. Uh, he's definitely a man that is doing a lot of positive things here in the Atlanta community and also abroad. Uh, he is a world traveler, and I don't say that um, just haphazardly. He definitely is uh, globally known, and he is here uh, to drop some heavy jewels on why it's important to brand the best you. And so, uh, Brother Gennaro, tell him a little bit about your background. Tell him where you're from. How did you get into branding? and even fashion just in general. Uh, Tell them a a little bit about yourself. So my story dates back um, to one of of my two earliest role models, my mother and my father. And so my mother used to host fashion shows as a kid. Mm. She was this coordinator. And so being in that world and that environment where she was coordinating all of these events, she included me in some of these events, me and my siblings into some of these fashion shows. Mm. Um, I do remember early on that my mother used to always sit my clothes out for me 
And <laughs> he was kind of giving me an idea of what colors go together and how to properly, properly present yourself in different environments. And so my father was an impeccably dressed man and he was all about being well-groomed, keeping your shoes shine, and so, and making sure that your hair was always back then, because I'm from another generation, we, were picks, we had picks, all right? So we wore fro's in the 70s. So we made sure that our fro was looking nice. Absolutely. Every couple of weeks, my father made sure that we were at the barbershop. We went to the barbershop on Martin Luther King, which is no longer there, um, but it's on the upper end, closer to where Pascal's used to be, or Busy Bees used to be, close to the Morris Brown. Okay. okay. I got a lot of history here in Atlanta, Atlanta being my base. Um, and I'm a, I'm a native of Atlanta. So every couple of weeks we would go there. My father would make sure that he took his shoes, make sure his shoes were shined. There was a, a gentleman there by the name of Cat Eye. And Cat Eye was the shoe shine magician. And so my father would go there, drop off the shoes. Either Cat Eye would shine his shoes immediately or he would leave the shoes and we would come back to the shop in a couple of weeks, my father would pick up the shoes. Mm. And so these are some of the early impressions of grooming and kind of taking pride in how I present myself uh, socially and professionally that my, my parents laid the foundation. Wow. And that's what it's, that's what it's, it's all about uh, for those uh, that do admire and look up to uh, their parents for the seeds that they have sewn in you, especially when it comes to your brand, uh, because whether you realize it or not, we're talking to influencers from all different walks of life this month. And uh, the common theme that you have been hearing, if you've been tuning in, if not, go back and watch the replays is that you are a brand, whether you realize it or not, and you definitely are putting off a where uh, you're, as I like to say, a phenomenal brand or just an all right brand that sometimes people may want to be around. And so you will be hearing uh, from a brandologist, a brand specialist, Mr. Gennaro, who's on the line this evening. Uh, this is, again, episode 44 of the Run the Jewels Cast podcast series uh, titled Branding the Best Version of You, a.k.a. the Best You. And so some quick shout outs before we go into our, our Q&A uh, with Gennaro. A uh, shout out to Dennis uh, for tuning in, brother Dennis Craig, uh, Sir Keith Knows, uh, Ben Lombardi. Shout out to Diamond uh, for tuning in. And uh, definitely, if you have any questions that you uh, shout out to also Aisha Wright for tuning in. If you have any questions that you would like to ask a brand uh, specialist uh, such as Brother Gennaro, whether it's for you, your husband, your son, um, your your um, your your mate, whatever the case may be, definitely type them in the comments thread. Uh, but Gennaro, tell them a little bit about like how did you get into uh, learning uh, for yourself as an adult? Like why it's important to have uh, your best foot forward when it comes to grooming, grooming the best you. Okay, so before I actually address that, I, I didn't actually get a chance to com to complete how I got to where I am. Okay. So, go ahead. Um. As an adult, a lot of my friends were needing someone to go with them to shop. You know, they had an occasion coming up and they couldn't figure out, oh, well, what's, you know, what's the best look for the occasion? Mm. And so they would call on me and it was just something that I did naturally because my mother laid the foundation for me growing up. And so I would go shop, I, I was actually serving as a personal shopper 
um, back in the in the seventies, late seventies, early eighties, even in the nineties, just for fun. It was just something that I just did naturally. Mm. And so, years later, I saw the movie Hitch. And I was like, oh, is is this a story about my life? Right. Because I saw how they kind of promoted the movie. You know, he was there. Uh, he was a date doctor, and he was kind of taking these men by the hand, so to speak, and kind of walking them through the process of do's and don'ts and dates in, in the dating world. Absolutely. As well as, you know, telling them, you know, well, you know, teaching them about etiquette, teaching them about, you know, how they present themselves, helping them with their dress codes. And I was like, oh, wow, people actually do this and get paid. So I, I did my research and found out that it was considered to be an image consultant, someone who helps you with your personal brand mm -hmm. you to get yourself prepared and move into and move comfortably into different uh, arenas. Okay. Okay. And so in 2008, that's when I launched my brand. Wow. And so in the process of doing that, because I didn't want to just be uh, an image consultant, we just work on the outer appearance, because I think it's a lot that has, it has a lot to do with the inner. So I decided to work on etiquette, as well as body language, as well as fitness and nutrition, um, as well as self-esteem. Mm. So I started reading a lot of literature about all of these different su subjects to make sure that I was comfortable and well-versed in these topics. Absolutely. All right, and so Estilo is not just about the outside. The Estilo is the umbrella. All of the characteristics that make you a better man, those are the things that are, uh, that are the substance to who you are. So those are the things that are the brand. However, people look at you. That's your brand when they initially see you. Yes. When you speak and where you go from there is the true core of who you are. Absolutely. You hear you hear brother uh, Stilo, um, brother Gennaro. He's 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 dropping heavy jewels at the beginning of the interview to you all. Uh, he's telling you why it is important uh, to uh, put your best foot forward and also to know you are putting across a brand again. This is Personal Development Month. Uh, he's going to be giving you some tips, especially for those men that will be tuning in. I forgot to mention I met this brother at um, a male empowerment uh, workshop slash ongoing workshop series called The Shape Up uh, that was uh, speaking about basically uh, re-imagining uh, and also uh, re-imaging uh, uh, the, the state of the black male. And it was at an event that was located in the Hammonds House in the West End area, a historic uh, historical um, uh, art museum and center. And so shout out to uh, Keith Knows, who also is a mutual friend of Gennaro, who uh, connected us to, because uh, you never know who uh, you'll be able to connect with when you're around the right group of people. And so uh, Brother Gennaro, uh, talk a little bit from uh, your your male perspective, especially of us being kings, like why is it important? I heard you speaking about hygiene and I heard you speaking about grooming. Uh, why is it important for men, especially even young men, like the ones you were teaching uh, when I met you, why is it important for them to take their grooming and their hygiene serious? Well, I, I think initially it's, it's, a, it's, it's from a health standpoint, all right? Mm -hmm. Hygiene and grooming, all of that, stands from a perspective of wellness, okay? Because if you don't look after these things, then different, different illnesses can come about from you neglecting your hygiene. Mm. Then you talk about it from a, from a social standpoint, 
if you're not taking care of your hygiene, when you interact with people, then it's going to make people uncomfortable to socialize with you. It's going to make people uncomfortable to be around you. And it's going to affect your level of engagement when you're interacting with people. Absolutely. And so I think it's important that we as kings, you know, consider how we present ourselves because we are community leaders. Mm. We're community leaders as well as the generation that is coming up. They're going to be tomorrow's community leaders. And so when you are a community leader, like when you think back to Malcolm X, you think back to Martin Luther King, when they stepped out on the streets, they presented themselves with a certain level of dignity. Absolutely. And so they made sure that their hygiene was on point. They made sure that the way that they presented themselves was on point. They made sure that their grooming was on point. And so if you are community leaders, then you have to make sure that your presentation you are you are a role model for those people that are actually paying attention to you that will potentially follow you. Mm. And that's so and that's so important. Just like you're hearing Gennaro say, um, you are you are uh, leading uh, whether you are doing a good job or not at it as young men, as young kings that are tuning in and you're leading our youth um, in one way or another way. And based off of the impression that you myself, Gennaro, have on our, our youth and even some of our young adults, our young professionals, uh, will be able to transcend our generation and also generations to come. And so uh, we did have a question, Gennaro, um, that we did have one uh, attendee uh, that wanted to get your, your, your take on this, but a really quick shout out to Sean D'Angelo, uh, brother uh, Green T. Uh, I also interviewed him uh, last month in, in reference to uh, this subject too, uh, but we do have a question from Aisha Wright on uh, Janeiro. She wanted to know for the guy that doesn't know where to start in terms of personal grooming, uh, what would you recommend for that brother uh, that doesn't know where to start when it comes to his personal grooming and especially uh, his hygiene even? The first thing to start is my website. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, hey, yeah, unselfishly plugging myself, but that's the first place that I would start, you know, because I think for men, a lot of times we're not comfortable. We're not comfortable asking someone. Mm. So generally, and if you have a father in the household, your father is actually the one that would teach you these things. Okay, so sometimes you don't have a father or uncle who's close to you to teach you these things. Then you have to figure out, okay, well, how do I figure it out? And a lot of times these men are misguided. They're trying to figure out, they're looking at the next guy or mm -hmm. they're, they're looking at something on television. So they're misguided. And so the, the best thing to do is to either go to my website um, or um, order some publications that are reliable publications that are specialized in these areas of uh, self-improvement from a grooming perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, GQ is a really good magazine. When I was coming up, we had a we had a magazine that target men of color called Ebony Man. Mm. Uh, that was a magazine um, that was uh, a subsidiary of Ebony Mag uh, Ebony Magazine. But Ebony Man was a really good source that spoke specifically to men of color. Um, you have Esquire. Um, so you have a couple of different resources that are out there that can kind of put you on the right path. Um, to helping you establish, you know, establish your attire as well as your grooming. Yeah, so you heard uh, from Gennaro start at, and I listed it in the comments thread uh, at www.estilo.com. 
uh, definitely uh, reach out on the website uh, to him directly. And, and when it comes to uh, any questions you may have, uh, this is a brand uh, expert, especially when it comes to male grooming, uh, male etiquette, and also uh, just literally um, your presentation as a male. And so if you have any questions, um, whether you are a man or not, a king or not, uh, definitely feel free to list them in the comments thread. Uh, but even uh, let's 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 dial back a little bit, uh, Gennaro. Let's let's talk about when transitioning from high school uh, to college. Uh, we know that that's a big uh, leap for a lot of men and even a lot of women uh, that may be tuning in. Like, uh, how did you sort of transition that shift from knowing that I'm not in high school anymore, so I have to step my game up? Or when when you got to the college level, like. Uh, how did you navigate that that opportunity and in, in stepping up and also what were some of the tips that you were uh, taught going into that that next phase of life okay all right so one one correction on the email it's estilo with one l okay yeah so it's uh that's t-h-a-t-s estilo e-s-t-i-l-o dot com got you i'm changing it right now excellent excellent all right so transitioning from from high school to college and this was one of the things i had an opportunity to uh to do a presentation at the national black nba uh, for their youth organization called lot leaders of tomorrow mm. and this was a presentation um, for dress for success and so this was a co-ed presentation and it, it gave me a good opportunity to meet some of these students that were in the 11th and 12th grade and preparing for that college that college um college preparation mm -hmm. so i had a chance to communicate with them and just kind of talk about you know the way that you carry yourself in high school is going to be completely different from the way that you carry yourself once you step onto a college campus yeah. because things are far more seriously you have to take things more seriously and you have to step it up and when we say step it up we're talking about making sure that you um that you're wearing slacks mm -hmm dress button-down shirt you're wearing a blazer on occasions you have a pocket square um, but at the same time you want to make sure that your grooming is in in intact as well mm -hmm. okay so all the display is a big part when you come into a school because you're speaking with advisors you know you're speaking with professors and you want to be you want to be taken seriously so they're gonna look at how you carry yourself you don't want to carry yourself as if you know, oh, I'm still dressing like I'm in high school. I'm not serious. Right. It won't take you seriously. You know, I mean, you can just only imagine if someone came up to you and they wanted to uh, work at your business and they weren't dressed seriously, no matter how young they were, Absolutely. you wouldn't take them seriously because of how they, because of how they presented themselves. Absolutely. Okay. So you have to make sure that you're using good posture. You know, you have to make sure that you're speaking up, making eye contact. So all of these things that were important when you leave from high school and making that transition over to college. Yeah. And those are all things that even myself and others um, and, and men that are uh, on this uh, interview call that we know that we do uh, have a, a transition gap. And even from going, whether you don't go to college, um, even coming out of high school, uh, for those of us that did come through, um, there is a step up that you must take. And uh, let's talk about um, style. Uh, a lot of times uh, we do see, as you were mentioning, um, previous, um, let's say, male activists or even male empowerment um, 
speakers such as the Malcolm X, the uh, the the Marcus Garvey's, the um, even MLK Juniors, they all had a uniform uh, that mm-hmm. they wore when it came to their standout uh, their standout outfit that they wore. Um, talk about like do you do you agree with uh, certain men, especially that are businessmen or that are community um, uh, activists or even folks that are out uh, literally being seen in the limelight? Do you suggest that they wear a certain uniform and just spice it up, or do you suggest that they also tailor uh, make their clothes uh, to make it different uh, each and every day? Like, what are your views on uh, wearing a uniform uh, style versus uh, being more flexible with your style? I think it all depends on your audience. You know, your look should always uh, resonate with your audience. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I feel like if you are a man and you are a larger frame man, then you need to have your things custom made because off the rack isn't going to work so well for you. It's not gonna, it's not gonna show your best light. It's not gonna show your best foot forward. Mm. Now, if you're a slender guy like yourself or myself, then we can we can do off the rack um, and take it to a tailor and just have a few modifications just to make sure that the fit and everything, the, all of the detailing is where it should be. Absolutely. Uh, so I do agree. I, I do like the idea of having a uniform, no matter what that is, because it all, again, it goes back to your audience and what you're trying to communicate. Um, what what level of respect you want them to have based on your message. Because mm-hmm. it is very important. So, yes, you need to have some consistency. And I'll take, for instance, for me, for example, anytime I go to an event, um, if it's a professional event, always make sure I wear a blazer. I wear a blazer, and I have I have my business pin on my lapel. And this is just because I'm reminding people of my brand, you know, brand identity, as well as the jacket is um, that's a part of my uniform. You mm-hmm. know, I feel distinguished in it. And um, I feel that it just kind of bumps me up just a little bit, but not it doesn't take me over the top. Absolutely. Okay, so I want to be identified as someone who is always uh, dressed for the occasion. I mean, if I'm going to the pool, I'm not gonna put it not gonna put a jacket on. But if it has something to do with a, a professional event, I'm gonna this my jacket, a jacket is gonna be my uniform. So if your so if your message is to those people and you want them to identify you with a certain look. Then yes, you uh, you create that signature look uh, that people will always uh, recognize you and resonate with you. Um, but yes, I think that is uh, highly important. Yeah, and to your point uh, too, because um, because we know that there are a lot of um, signature, uh, whether it's entertainers or even athletes that we know have that signature look. Like, what are some uh, key examples for someone who's trying to find their style? I know you said you like wearing the, the blazers or the or the jackets. Uh, what are some, whether it's um, cost effective or, or least expensive things that people can start separating their brand uh, from not having to break the bank on having that signature, that signature style? A couple of things that you can do. And I think that's a great question. A couple of things that you can do, um, which is one of the things that I did um, when I was growing up was to go to secondhand stores like a thrift store. Yes. You know, my my mother said, "I wanted polo. I want I wanted Izod." And she said, oh, "I'm not going to spend that kind of money on an Izod shirt. You can wear the fox." I'm like, "I don't want to wear the fox." So, I got a job. I made my own money so I could buy what I wanted. But in the meantime, I would go to thrift stores 
and just buy secondhand. Mm. And I, I think nowadays purchasing secondhand because so many people are donating their clothes that are lightly worn. Um, you can go to places like eBay. You can go to places like Poshmark. Um, these are all online marketplaces. You can go to thrift stores, vintage stores. These are all places that have access to secondhand garments that are lightly worn for those people who do not have the budget to spend a lot of money. And then what you do is you go in, make sure that you get the right size, and then you take it to someone who you trust, maybe like a tailor or someone who does alterations, and have them to make the adjustments for you. Mm -hmm. right, so that's so I think that's a valuable way of shopping on a budget. And even and even today, I sh I buy second I buy secondhand shoes on eBay. I have I have no reservation about it because as soon as you get the shoes, you can you can spray Lysol on the inside, and you're good. You're right. good. So there are there are many options today to buy secondhand where you don't have to go into these stores because the retailers are very expensive. Yeah. Um, thing, ideally, you want to shop at the end of the season. For instance, we're approaching the end of the summer. So at the end of the summer, when they have to bring in apparel for the fall and the winter, then you want to buy all of your summer gear at the end of the summer as they're transitioning because you get better deals that way. And the same thing would apply at the end of the winter going into the spring. That's ideally the time when you want to buy your winter gear is at the end of the season. The challenges with that is sizing because they only, you know, they're they're pretty much running out at this point. Right. So, so if you so if you get lucky, you may be able to find a piece that is still in your size. But then too, it all depends on how well those pieces sold throughout that season as to how many they have at the end of the season. So those are some those are some, uh, some tips. Um, online shopping is ideally the way to go. Once you learn your sizes and you learn what designers, because each designer varies to a degree so as long as once you learn your size and what and which designers correspond to your sizes then you can just order online and and bypass going to the malls the malls are too expensive too expensive and i'm just like you uh Gennaro. i i i shop at all the thrift stores i literally have had hand-me-downs which i just flip or as you said get something tailor-made or something added on just to enhance the the, the quality of the product so uh, definitely, Gennaro is telling you none, nothing less than what you should be doing, uh, because, again, uh, all of those uh, mall stores, those um, general stores are upselling you 200 percent markup uh, on average. Uh, my mom used to work at Macy's, so she taught me the game early, but uh, you never uh, want to buy at department stores unless it is on clearance. And even some of those items, as you heard Gennaro say, can be found on eBay or in thrift stores. And so uh, let's pivot a little bit, bro. Like when um, it comes to uh, people that want to copycat certain looks, especially um, when it comes to we have a, a question from Keith in a second, too, that we're going to ask you. But when it comes to uh, finding your own style versus trying to copycat uh, certain styles that may be trendy, uh, what, what do you tell men, especially or even uh, women that may be tuning in of why it's important to find your own style? Right, so your style identifies with your individuality, mm. all right? You have, to you have to figure out what works for you. And so it should be a reflection of your personality, all right? Your personality and um, the arena in which you're working in, 
okay? So it, sometimes it, it take a while. It may take a while for you to figure out, well, what is my style? Am I a little bit more bohemian? Am I a little bit more conservative? Or am I a little bit more of a risk taker? You know, you have, you have to figure out what your personality is and the places that you're gonna be traveling. Um, and so, and it varies from person to person. So a lot of times I tell my clients, because most of these are business professionals, so they're wearing suits, but I will make certain uh, modifications with their ties based on how lively their personalities are. So if mm. you know, you're, so you're, if you're a gregarious guy, you're outgoing, then I'm gonna suggest that, because you're willing to take risks with your personality, I'm, I'm gonna say you're good to take risks with the way that you dress. All right, because I want I want you to feel comfortable and it needs to be congruent with who you are. So, I, you know, so it just goes back to figuring out where you are, because there's so there's such a broad range, but you don't want to get locked into trends. Yeah. Because trends come and go. So you want to play the middle ground. Now, if you got the money, if you got the money to spend, <laughs> then go ahead, buy the trends. All right. But at the end, at the end of the season, make sure you donate it to someone who needs it. Okay, don't sit on it, all right? Make sure you donate it to either uh, someone in your community, the homeless, or someone who's gonna benefit from that. So you got the money, spend it on the trends, but if you're more conservative and you wanna figure it out, it takes a little time to identify who you are, your, um, your arena that you're circulating in, to figure out where you're, what your identity truly is. It takes a little while. Yeah, and that's and that's a great point. Like you said, it takes a while even for us to find ourselves, let alone to find our own style. Um, which, which, which goes to the next point, uh, 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 bro. It's from Keith. Uh, Keith wanted to know what are some of your recommended favorite local places here in the ATL to shop at. All right, um, there was a period when Ragarama first opened. Ragarama okay. first opened, which is in Little Five Points. Um, secondhand store again, but it was more of a more of a high end consignment um, to a degree. But at the time, they had a lot of uh, a lot of button down shirts. They had blazers. They had slacks. Things that I could wear when I was going to a meeting. But then, as as they started to grow, um, their profile changed, and so they started catering a little bit more to the guys who were maybe like you know sleeping in the tents mm -hmm. or much younger audience. And so I, I stepped away from Ragarama and then I started going to Buffalo Exchange, which is a very similar concept of a Ragarama. It's on Ponce de Leon. Um, and they have really good options in there. And they still have a lot of button down shirts, blazers, nice shoes, things of that nature. So those are two options. The other place, which is no longer um, in existence, was Stefan's Vintage. Mm. was that was in Little Five Points, and they were like a pillar of the, the Little Five Points community for a number of decades. Um, other than that, you know, I stay away from boutiques, although I try to support them, but I stay away from them because it's 200% upcharge, but I completely understand these boutiques because they're in these high-end areas and they're just really just trying to make a profit. Um, if you're in a position where you can shop in boutiques, then yeah, that's good. I will say one of the other places I like, uh, Gorin Brothers, which mm -hmm. is in the Punt City Market area. It's it's a hat shop, and they've been making hats well over a hundred years. 
So they're uh, they're, they're Chicago-based, but now they have a store here in Atlanta, and the service there is phenomenal. You see a lot of men of color in there, and the service there is like a brotherhood. You feel really good. You come in, they're very polite to you, they dap you up, they help you, but they're not hovering over you. Mm. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are a couple of places that I would recommend. Absolutely. And and tell us uh, one more time, uh, Gennaro, the second place you said that's over off of Pumps after you were talking about Ragarama. Buffalo Exchange. Buffalo Exchange. Okay, perfect. Right, it's, it's right there in that plaza. Uh, there's uh, there's a theater there, and then there's uh, Urban Outfitters right Absolutely. in the same plaza. So, yes, I'm listing uh, some of uh, Brother Gennaro's uh, locations, his, his gems uh, that he shops at in the city. So definitely uh, feel free to go and check them out. Um, and let's let's um, let's pivot a little bit, um, uh, Gennaro. When it when it comes to let's say choosing uh, a mate or, or a wife or or a husband, whatever the case is, like what are some things that you should necessarily look for uh, when it comes to that person's style, complementing your own style, or even when it comes to their brand, complementing your brand. Uh, like, let's give uh, some some of our audience members some um, advice when it comes to choosing someone that meets your brand quality. Right, right. That's a good question. One of the things, so once you've identified who you are as a person and the direction that you're going in, it will be, she will make herself apparent. Like, when you see her, you would know immediately. For instance, I'll take my, I'll take my, oh, maybe I'll go ahead and I'll use myself as an example. All right, so I'll use myself as an example. Um, so when my wife, and I'm gonna fast forward a little bit, but when my wife and I um, met, she was someone that I saw early on just in passing. Mm. But just in hindsight, I saw how she carried herself. She was, you know, she, she was always nicely dressed. Um, she was always, she always carried herself um, with with a lot of pride, you know, she stood up straight. She was always smiling. She was a happy person. Mm. So I and so I I think um, the character of a person um, outweighs um, how the brand looks. Mm. Because if a person's character and they're ambitious, then they will look back at themselves and say, and they look at you and they say, okay, he's doing it this way, and I like his style. Let me up my style game. Mm. So you make sure that the person's character is person's character is good, and that you guys are compatible. Those those things are, I think, those things outweigh if their brand identifies with your brand because you can see someone and their brand looks good with your brand. That at this point is really just about business, right? But if you want to have something that with some longevity, with some substance, you want to get to know her. You want to make sure that you all have commonalities, that she's ambitious, all right? And if she's ambitious, then she'll be willing to grow her style to complement your style and mm. vice versa. So I think, I, think, I think that's kind of like the core of um, how I would approach a relationship, more so from a, from a standpoint of um, a person's character and how, they, um, how, they, um, amb how ambitious they are about pursuing their goals yeah and that's some good um some good advice and good jewels that you're dropping Janeiro. because even for us singles i'm not married yet i know it's a lot of singles 
along with uh, married um, individuals that watch the, the vidcast series that uh, sometimes it is very fearful to think about someone that you choose as a mate, uh, husband, wife, uh, whatever, whatever have you that may water down or bring down your brand quality or visibility. So, of course, you were you were telling us, myself included, uh, how to not be fearful of that person. Um, and then let's let's uh, stay with the relationship piece, too. Like what are uh, some things that let's say um, you see certain couples that are whether it's in the entertainment industry or whether it's just in general that you know of here that have like great brands as a unit or as a couple um, that you would recommend or, or tell people to, to look at or even their character alongside of the brand that they carry? Like who are some people that that you look up to or that that you admire right I, you know one of the one of the one of the people that come to mind is um my tennis partner mm. uh, my tennis partner akbar um he and his wife his wife is karen his akbar she's from the uk he's from the states and they complement each other very well uh, like when you see them when they go out um, they're both nicely dressed um, and they're happy. They're happy that, you know, they're respectful. And so when they go places, because they share a lot of things in common, they look well together. Mm. Okay. And so I, so I, I, as, as a couple, as a brand, I think, um, they have a good chemistry going. Um, they dated for some time before they, before they actually jumped the broom. <laughs> And they and they even co they even cohabitated as well. And some people are against those things, but I think times are changing. And sometimes sometimes it's good to live with someone just to kind of see their lifestyle habits gotcha. and, and see if it's something that would infringe on how you choose to live your life, right? Vice versa, because all of that's really really important. Sometimes when you're just going out, you may spend the night. You don't really see how a person lives, but when you live with them day in and day out. You can kind of see um, how they carry themselves from day in to day out. So that's so that's that's important. Um, but I think it's important that you know you share things, you share goals. You want to if you choose to travel. Sometimes people date a person and they're a traveler. Yes. And I may not be a traveler. I may be comfortable staying at home. Right. At, at this point, that's the that's a huge incompatibility, and so and that's and that's going to create some conflict. Um, or if you have different doctrines, you know, uh, I'm a Muslim, she's a Christian, those things, those things are gonna create a lot of conflict in your relationship, especially if you are practicing these religions. Sometimes people, they just say, well, I'm a Christian, but you're not truly practicing the doctrine. But if you are practicing the doctrine and the other person is practicing their doctrine, it's gonna create a lot of conflict. So I, I think compatibility, going back to the compatibility, that's the really key thing and to determine how well the two brands are going to merge together. Absolutely, and stay right there with that point too, bro. Cause I mean, a lot of people uh, are single and they are entrepreneurs that also do uh, watch the vidcast series. Like why is it important, especially as an entrepreneur, whether you're a man or a woman, uh, to not necessarily be fearful, but to just be cautious of choosing a mate that does understand your path as an entrepreneur is going to be different from, let's say, someone that has a regular nine to five. And even with the travel piece that you mentioned, I know you do a lot of travel. Like, why is it important uh, to, again, um, know that your brand can be affected or can be enhanced by the person that you do choose? And why for entrepreneurship, 
uh, is it important to be mindful of that? I've heard some horror stories of people who wanted to go or have a side hustle, all right, or they're entrepreneurs and the other person is a nine to fiver mm -hmm. has created some conflict because I got a steady check coming in yes. every week or every other week and you may not. You may get a lump sum, you may have a dry spell. And so it, it, can, it can weigh heavily on the relationship, especially if one person is having to pull the weight. I mean, it's like, it's just like if you're involved with someone and they're in school, they're in school, they're pursuing more degrees, but it's, it's important to understand that you have to be able to look at the bigger picture. And sometimes someone who is conditioned into working a nine to five and getting a steady check is sometimes it's challenging for them to understand uh, the plight of someone who wants to own their own business. Mm. And variables that come along with that so i think that i think these are things that you would talk about when you're getting to know someone just to kind of see the their thought process or how open-minded they are to someone who is you know make it a lump check at the end of the month right <laughs> you're able to, but you're able to manage you're still able to manage you're still able to pull your weight or if you're just a small business owner and you're just starting out these things move slowly in the beginning mm. so when you're involved, when you're meeting someone, you have to have these conversations up front, just so you can have a you have an understanding moving forward as to what the expectations or what's realistic uh, for the two of you as you move forward, and it will reduce the amount of conflict that you're going to have because you you're pretty you have an understanding at this point. So a lot of times, entrepreneurs they choose to go out with people who are business minded, just like themselves. Yes, because you know. You and I can kind of relate to each other. Yeah. You know, someone else may not be able to relate. So sometimes it is good or it, it, it is to your advantage to pursue someone, you know, but I don't want you to say, oh, you meet somebody and you find out they have a nine to five. You say, oh, it's not going to work. Don't make those assumptions. Don't make those assumptions. Right. Like because they could be thinking about entrepreneurship themselves and may need you to have this conversation with them and say, oh, wow. You're my motivation for me to go ahead and pursue some of these ideas that I have as well. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So yeah. So you don't you don't want to discount someone, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're upfront and have these conversations early on in the relationship. Yeah, and that's some great jewels of wisdom that Gennaro is dropping on all of us, including myself. Definitely have the conversations up front. Um, I know we only got uh, got you for only a few more a few more minutes, a few more seconds, uh, but we still wanted to uh, touch on like choosing a target audience that suits your brand. Uh, I know uh, you've spoken a little bit about your target audience that you work with for your brand and your business. Uh, like how should uh, someone that is just starting off their business or even their influence um, in the community uh, with their, their um, potential clients, like how should you go about uh, choosing uh, who uh, fits into your brand or your target audience? So a couple of things you would like to consider. One thing you want to align yourself with people that are doing something similarly. Mm. You want to make sure that you're aligning yourself with someone who has character and who is established. Um, one of the and uh, also you want to you want to give some you want to give something back to the community. Uh, volunteerism is a great way of uh, getting your brand out there, getting exposure. Um, and giving something back to the community. 
So aligning yourself with people who are doing something very similar to you, uh, to you, uh, volunteerism, um, as well as um, finding a mentor, someone who's um, willing to mentor you and to kind of give you some guidance, put you on a path, um, so your brand can actually um, avoid a lot of the loopholes that some of the brands that came before you may may fall into. So I say those. I would say those are three good tips. I would uh, I would advise anyone if you are just getting started. Uh, and then two, making sure that making sure that you are representing your brand because you are the first point of contact. So when someone looks at you, they want to make sure that you are looking the part. I, I was I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of mine, and she was kind of updating my LinkedIn page, and she was telling me that sometimes people are so shallow that if a person doesn't you know have a certain look, then they'll just kind of look past them. And right. professionally, I say, well, I say, well, for me. I come from I come from the standpoint of if you're not exhibiting that behavior yourself, if you're not exhibiting that lifestyle yourself, it's going to be a little challenging for me to to look to you as a reference point. Mm. I want because I want to see I want to see your success. I want to see you wearing your success. And your success is not about materialism, but it's about how you carry yourself. And so, that, so I think that's important. You want to make sure that you're carrying yourself, that you're representing the brand that you're looking to promote. But then, too, when you align yourself, make sure that the people that you're aligning yourself are representing their brand because it's going to have a direct effect on you because you are aligning yourself. And I think they will make that wise decision before they bring you in as well. Yeah, that's a great point that you hit on. You, you definitely are a reflection uh, as, as I think Will Smith even coined it uh, from another person, of course, but your reflection of the five closest people that you have in your circle. And so uh, you heard it from Janelle's mouth that be mindful of uh, your successes based off of how you carry yourself and also uh, how others who are connected to you carry themselves. And so uh, we we are down to the wire, um, bro. So we, we want to allow you to uh, drop a, a final thought uh, that is your final jewel of wisdom uh, that you want to impart on whether it's a man or a woman, a king or a queen that may be watching. Um, they want to start their own brand, whether it's for entrepreneurship or a side hustle. And uh, they are definitely liking a lot of the jewels that you've been dropping, uh, but they just may be scared because uh, they may not think of themselves as fashionable or think of themselves confidently in order to uh, walk out that brand. Like, what would you tell that person that may be tuning in? First thing I would say is everything that we do as humans is a process, all right? And so we have goals, but I think the most important thing is to establish a process, a process that'll get you to those goals. So as long as you're taking small steps forward, eventually you'll get there. And then along the way, you'll find a couple of ways to figure out ways, you know, to skip over a couple of steps as you get a little bit more comfortable. But it's important that you first identify who you are as a person, identify the direction that you're looking to go in and identify the people that are around you that will allow you to get to the next level. So, yes, it's OK. Yes, it's normal to be to have reservations about doing something. But I think the longer you delay it, <laughs> and one of the things, uh, one of my projects, and I, and I will say this, 
I'm launching a YouTube channel. And originally, I was supposed to have this YouTube channel up in December. Mm. And my wife reminds me, you got to get this YouTube channel because I've been so busy with so many other things related to my brand that I haven't been able to focus on this YouTube channel. Mm. So next week, I'm on vacation and I'm taking and I'm taking that time to get my YouTube channel off the ground. Absolutely. So as you're working in the process of developing yourself and moving towards your brand, you'll reach the goal but you have to put the processes in place and make sure that you're moving towards those processes. Like our mantra is a great attitude increases the possibilities, no mm. matter what it is. So when you think about all, all of the people, the challenges you know, from all of our civil rights leaders, they all had a great attitude about what it was that they needed to accomplish and that increased their possibilities. So those are my final words that I would leave, leave you with. A great attitude increases the possibilities. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great jewel to sum it up. Uh, my final jewel uh, would just be uh, solely, as you uh, heard Gennaro say, uh, you are a brand, uh, whether you realize it or not, whether you're in the workplace, uh, on your regular nine to five, uh, like even myself um, uh, is right now, and some of you all who may be tuning in, or that may have a side hustle or a side or a side business that you're working on, or even a full time business, uh, you are putting off a brand to the public that you are serving and that you are working with and for. And so you want to uh, be putting your best foot forward, and learning uh, from people like Gennaro, um, others who are definitely brand uh, specialists. Uh, because there are people when they get to a certain level, uh, they do hire uh, individuals like Gennaro and others that uh, you you have either seen or heard of in order to help maximize their brand potential. And so uh, just know uh, that you can't do it on your own. You can take a lot of influences from others, but uh, we all need some help sometimes. And so that leads uh, to the last point on uh, Gennaro. How can they reach out to you, bro, if they want, uh, whether it's to solicit um your services or even want to uh, receive some mentorship for some of the, the, the wives or girlfriends that may be watching that need uh, to have their husbands, their their males, their their brothers, their uncles, their fathers step their game up. Uh, how can they reach out to you? A couple of different ways. So I'll give you my Instagram. So my, my Instagram handle is Mr. Estilo and that's M-R Estilo E. S-T-I-L-O, Mr. Estilo on IG. And my LinkedIn is under my name, Gennaro, J-E-N-E-R-O, uh, last name, Derio, D-E-R-I-O. It's real day Gennaro in reverse. <laughs> All right. And then my website is that's the Stilo. That's T H A T S Estilo E S T I L O dot com. My email address is the same. That's Estilo at gmail dot com. So those are a few ways you can you can catch up with me, and then I'll be around the city at a couple of different events. I'm gonna be at the Onyx Con convention this year i'm doing a presentation at the honest con convention at the end of august so that's you know that's my next uh my next venture okay 
Absolutely. And I have all of them. Um, the handles listed. Definitely go and follow him on IG at Estilo um, and then also on LinkedIn uh, at Gennaro uh, De Rio. And then we also have his website uh, that's also in the comments thread. Uh, definitely uh, go go in and, and follow this brother. He's doing some major moves. We didn't even get to talk about his world travels, but we'll bring him back because uh, <laughs> uh, this brother travels, y'all. He, he's not just local here in Atlanta. I had to catch him uh, for just this this Friday because he was busy last month and the month before. So I said, I got to catch I got to catch this brother while I can. But definitely go and follow him because uh, he is doing some great things, not just for men, but also for men and women. Uh, all in um, the Atlanta and also abroad communities. And so, uh, Gennaro, uh, this has been a pleasure serving with you, bro. This is episode 44 of the Run the Jewels vidcast series titled Branding the Best You. I'm going to say a quick prayer over you, man, and then let you enjoy the rest of your Friday evening, bro. Okay. Uh, Father God, I just want to thank you for allowing Gennaro uh, to come on the line uh, just to bless us with uh, his presence and also with his knowledge and wisdom that he's learned over the years about the importance of branding the best you and also having a brand um, and a quality brand. And we just uh, thank you for those that have been able to tune in. Uh, we pray uh, that you will continue to bless uh, him on his endeavors with everything that he touches. Uh, may you turn it to gold in this season and uh, may uh, others that uh, were watching, may they be inspired uh, to find what their brand is and who their brand is, and even uh, to be able to go after uh, making themselves unique and an individual and not following the trends uh, that we have talked about. And we ask this all in this in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ashe. All right, bro. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure with you, man. I know we're gonna bring you back on, maybe, maybe even you and, and the missus to give us some relationship advice, because I know y'all have a, a high quality brand, which uh, I know some young couples and also singles uh, definitely need to hear about how, how to make it work as a brand and as a unit. And so uh, we appreciate you, man. Uh, definitely look forward to catching up with you soon, brother. You're doing good things, man. Everything, you do, everything that you're doing is Estilo. Absolutely. I love it, man. You have a great right. the weekend. Y'all enjoy yourself, bro. Peace. Thank you. Just Towards the sun for your sadness and shine, 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 shine on all of them. Shine on all of them. Why won't we say to shine your light? So shine on all of them.